Hello and welcome to the spooky episode of All New 52 Podcast, the show where me, Joe Schrimmer, and my good friend, Caleb Bunn. Your ghoulish friend, Caleb Bunn. My ghoulishly spooktacular friend, Caleb Bunn. Talk about comics from the new to the old to the classics to the to the far off other side of the earth kind. To Japan. To Japan. <laughs> we go to one other place. It's Japan. <laughs> it's I, I'm not wrong in saying it's far. We briefly went to Austria when we read Tintin or wherever Perge was from. <laughs> and yes, it is that time of the year. It is the spooky season. Halloween, as it were. Coming coming to you two days early with some comics for the for the scary season. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of spooky season is that it goes on for a month. And so, like, it's not just one night's of frights, especially since it's on a Monday. How lame. Yeah. When is, when is Halloween going to be a federally recognized holiday? Good Lord, never. <laughs> you know, people that already take it a little too seriously. Like me? <laughs> no, you don't take it too seriously. There's people who are like, they're like, this is my Christmas. And I'm like, that's a bit extreme. It is. I have more fun during Halloween than that's I usually fine. do that's during fine. Christmas. I'm fine for the decorations, too. Like, on average, I like Halloween decorations more than I like Christmas decorations. It's people who, like, that is their identity. Yeah. And stuff. That's where I'm like, "Mm, too much. Anyways, spooky comics. Uh, I gave Caleb a comic to read, and he gave me a comic to read. Caleb, what did you give me? I gave you The Walking Dead uh, by Robert Kirkman and Tony Moore. And I gave you Death Note short stories by Sugumi Oba and Takashi. Obata. Yes, who we have talked about. Uh, both, both of these. Yeah. Or all. We, have, we haven't talked about more before. Yes, but we've we talked about everybody else. Yes. Returning friends of the podcast. Exactly. If any of you want to come on, please do. Do they know how to speak English? Uh, I think Obata does. He does appearances. No one knows what Oba looks like. Uh, well, good thing we're a podcast. <laughs> we, we'll keep it secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we took away the video portion just for him. <laughs> Two very well-known comics that uh, I think need little introduction. Uh, one, one is well-regarded and it ended years ago. The other still has an adaption that refuses to end. I is it still going? I have no idea. Uh, the Walking Dead proper is ending after its third part of the final season. It is getting four spinoffs of the existing characters. Is Fear the Walking Dead still going? That on? is still going on. Wow, I have not heard anyone ever talk about that. Even when it was coming out. Uh, because I think the idea was, um, wow, it's so going to be cool to see the downfall of humanity. And then that happened in the pilot. And it just became The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, which one do you want to dive into first? Um, let's go into Walking Dead first. It tells a more linear story. Yeah, well, it tells one story. Yes. Yeah, that will definitely help us. Yeah. So The Walking Dead is about a, a cop named Rick Grimes who gets shot and put into a coma. When he wakes up for the coma, there are zombies everywhere. Uh, and so he's going to go, he's trying to hunt down his family. And so this first volume follows him as he travels down to Atlanta to try to find them and eventually does find them, but only after realizing how messed up the world has, in fact, become. Because, you know, zombies. Wait a minute. The real Walking Dead was the real live people all along. Yeah, you get a little of that here near the end, but this is definitely. Uh, this is this is definitely the first act where the zombies are the focus. Yes. Um, I've seen parts of the television show. You've never seen it. Though. I've never seen whole episodes. I've seen parts, though. Yeah. I've seen... I, I watched, like, the first three, four episodes, decided it wasn't for me, and then 
around man the good part of the show you decided it wasn't for you yeah and then around the negan episodes uh because my roommate in college was watching it i saw one or two of those not a not my vibe i it was so long ago i can't even pinpoint exactly what it doesn't do right you know there's plenty of shows i've hopped on and off of i watched so much of the cw arrowverse i am not above bad tv but man, The Walking Dead, the amount of thing I heard from fans where they said only the pilot and the season finale are ever worth, not the pilot, but the first episode of the season, season premiere, you would call it. Yeah. yeah. And the season finale of each season is only worth watching. That's telling. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk too much about the show other than to say it is probably the biggest adaptation of a comic that's not a superhero thing. Yes. I, I The only thing the show... Uh, really brings to this conversation for me at least is that it's what stopped me from reading this comic for so long yeah I think I had a little bit of that too it was around the time because I also wasn't super familiar with Kirkman I know he wrote Invincible but I hadn't read it when he ended and how he ended the, the, series, the boss move of yeah. just like and it's done <laughs> yeah that really got me intrigued yeah and it got me it got me intrigued and Invincible got me intrigued too so I'm happy you were finally able to bring this on yeah. Uh, let's talk about the art. It's black and white. Yes. It's probably the- which is not foreign to us, but it's definitely an outlier of American comics. It's a bigger thing in indie comics for sure. Um, partially sometimes that's because of budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to get a color. Uh, here it's much more intentional. This is kind of calling back to like Romero zombie movies, which are uh, at least Night of the Living Dead's in black and white. But I would say it's pretty good. The characters all look distinct. Yes. And the zombies are suitably creepy without, I think, being kind of over the top. Grotesque. Yeah. Yeah, it's good art. Um, it, it It's weirdly cartoony for, like, the subject matter, but it's fine. It's a good art style. Like you said, everybody's distinct, which is a huge problem in comics a lot of the time. But I, I'm not sold on it being in black and white. Which is weird because I read a lot of manga. Yeah. But um, this didn't feel like it was utilizing the lack of color. Not that manga utilizes it. That's just what they, what they get printed in. They're also yeah, on a much yeah. tighter schedule. But um, no, it, it, it felt like it definitely felt like an intentional choice, but it didn't feel like the ch- the choice was then utilized in its best way, especially when I see the cover and I see all that color and I'm like, even though it's like muted colors and stuff, it very much fits it. And yeah, Yeah. the the lack of color just didn't do it for me because the cover, it has some black and white imagery, but then it has a bunch of gradients of like Mm -hmm. different shades of red and then like blood splatter and stuff like that. And Brown just, it's got a lot of the dull colors, but it, it, it definitely sets the vibe for the comic. What uh? What do you think color would add to this? What would it add to it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would really help with the passage of time. Mm, yeah. Every everything takes place in the void of white sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a sense that this takes place over a couple weeks. Could also be a couple days. Um, it it just it it everything is yeah. It could be in just direct sunlight. It's it's left a little vague and it doesn't necessarily hurt the comic not knowing like what time of day all this stuff is taking place in but as it goes on i can see like oh we're sneaking around 
don't really know what the uh, circumstances are in terms of like coverage or coverage. But yeah, it just said that the the lack the lack of color didn't do it for me here. Um, there are two more things I do want to mention about the art. One is the size of the panels and the page layouts. Uh, you know that makes the pacing of this very quick. There's a lot of scenes with a fair amount of dialogue in them, but the we both got through this really. Well, fast. <laughs> so you asked me, I. How how fast did it take me? Uh, half less, an hour, less than an hour. Yeah, yeah, half an. Well, and which which is not unheard of for me, but I got through it, and you were like, "You're done." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "No way." <laughs> and then like later that night, you're like, "I'm done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it takes you multiple days for a trade normally. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think the pacing of this and Kirkman's just Kirkman and Moore are working well together. Kirkman's a very good at pacing and Invincible and Oblivion songs. So like this is a common thread throughout his work um but i do think like the size of this panels is definitely helping yeah um and i wonder you know when we read older comics and you have an issue with how many words on the page i wonder if that's also because the panels are usually i was i was thinking about that too because kirkman's not holding back on uh dialogue and narration and stuff but it all flows so naturally he really has like just the way people talk down Mm -hmm. which a lot of writers do not have this also uses very effectively uh, turning the gutters black. It does that once or twice for either because it wants to convey that this is at night or like at the end of the first issue when he like mercy kills a zombie. It's like this is a dramatic shift in how Rick is seeing the world. That threw me off just because turning the gutters black in manga is 100% of the time to show a flashback. Oh, interesting. And okay. it, it threw me off a couple times until I caught on where yeah. I was like, I know we're going like linearly with this. That's interesting. Yeah. But what about uh positives? Overall, um, so like I said before, the TV show turned me off because I was I've I see these actors portraying these characters, and you can kind of get a vibe of the character just by how the uh actor looks and stuff. I'm like, man, these guys don't look likable. I liked a lot of people in this comic. Mm-hmm. Um Rick is a very not I wouldn't call him relatable as of yet, but he's easy to root for. Yeah. Um, which Sorry, Rick Grimes actor, you look kind of like a like just a dirty guy. <laughs> so I think yeah, I I think the show kind of exaggerates a lot of these characters to fit in and a lot of the action mm-hmm. to fit in with the spectacle. Um which makes sense it's a different medium. Yeah. Uh here yeah, Rick is a very blank slate at the beginning, but that's fine cuz he has a very sympathetic goal. Yes. And then once you once he gets around more people, you can start to kind of flesh him out a little bit more. But by that point, you're already invested in him. That's a really smart move on Kirkman's part. And I think the rest of the cast really works. There are a lot of characters in here who I don't necessarily like, um, but I like I am sympathetic to their cause. Yeah. Because I'm invested in the community as a whole. So even if like, you know, there's this one woman over here who would annoy me in any other comic, I'm like, well, you kind of need her because like every time you lose a human, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt the whole group, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoy. I also think that the action is really well paced here. You don't get a lot of it at the start, but it does ramp up really well. And you get into some pretty desperate situations at the end here, uh, which I, I think are really compelling. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a race for Rick to get to his family. And then it's just 
figuring out the group and how what what is the goal to move forward forward do we stay in the city where we're hoping the government comes to help out first because that would make sense they would go to the highly populated yeah, areas yeah. and then when they realize that's not going to happen they they're like okay we're just going to try to get as far away from what we're doing as we can right now and i like that they the the book doesn't waste its time with like like having to show you that like multiple times that like the zombies are slow yeah and stuff and or like that they have to have a previous thing of like oh that guy was covered in the the smell of the zombies so they didn't smell them and stuff i like that they just they go ahead and do that stuff so you can have the stuff of them sitting around at camp or uh when they're fishing and they're like they're mm-hmm. not fast you just just look over every five minutes just to yeah. see one of is one is like 20 yards away yeah um i like that they're able to have all this stuff exist in this like post-apocalyptic world but it's not you're not going to turn around and there's just a swarm of them yeah i think that's the you know zombies are such a i think such a generic type of monster because they're used so often in like video games and stuff like that i really appreciate that the focus here is not on the zombies Mm -hmm. because that would i don't think you can make zombies very interesting if but they do find a way to make the story interesting because they focus on the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Walking Dead. The joke is, uh, not the joke, the point of the title yeah. is that it's not about the zombies. But like that is, when it's done well, very compelling. What did you think about the ending? I got problems with the ending. Yeah, going into negatives, um, Shane is not compelling, nor does he have enough time to get compelling. Mm-hmm. He's... He's making weird looks at Rick throughout. Then like what I'm assuming is the penultimate issue because this trade doesn't have issue breaks, which is a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it made it read better, but also I just had no sense of like where starting and stopping points were. you, you get, you get a thing of like him and Rick's wife slept together when they didn't know if Rick was alive or not. Yeah. And then when there's like a big confrontation and, Carl, Rick's son, kill Shane. And it's like, well, this could have gone somewhere and made more drama, but uh, it kind of ended before it really had the chance to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I definitely think Shane could have been a bit more fleshed out as a character. I thought he was going to leave and come back as an antagonist later on. But no, he just dies. <laughs> or even just like, he makes a stupid mistake and he gets bitten or he gets killed some other way. And he does get killed, I guess. I think there'd be something compelling if his problem was more he's having trouble adjusting to the fact that things have changed. Because mm-hmm. that's something we see Rick go through. He accepts that things have things have changed. Um, I do think this... I think it is a compelling turning point, though, that... Because you see a couple other things happen with this group where it's like, okay, they're throwing some norms out the window to adjust to what's going on. I think it's compelling to see this norm about killing another person kind of get thrown out because Carl feels bad about it, but you know, it's not like they're going to throw Carl in prison or anything. Carl also isn't written. Amazingly. He looks seven talks like a seven year old acts like, like a 13 year old. I think he's 11 is what he's supposed to be. It's a little too vague. I think aging him up in the show was a smart move. Yeah. He's a little bit of a moppet child at the beginning. Yeah. 
Where like when he kills Shane, you're like, ah, he was gonna hurt Daddy or well, something. Well, and also when they're like, we have to give Shane, we have to give Carl a gun. Yeah, Carl needs to be carrying it all the time. Well, so like, that's the thing what? is, I like there's a lot of decisions made in here that I think are bad decisions, <laughs> and that's one of them. Um, but at least at least for me, when they made that decision, I was like, oh, this is a very human decision that people would make. I wasn't like, oh. Kirkman needs to get a gun in the hands of the child to <laughs> yeah. move the plot forward. I'm fine with bad decisions if it feels natural, because that can make the story more interesting. Carl's just a little distracting at this point due to yeah. his ambiguous age. I, I'll be interested to see how he evolves, because I'm going to keep reading this. I think it's compelling. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. When I saw how cheap the compendiums are, there's only four of those. That's going to cost me less than 100 bucks to get all of those. Yeah, yeah. And like, Kirkman, uh, you know, he's proven that he can tell long stories and in them, which is a very and in them, yeah, and in them, <laughs> he, you know, and I haven't, I haven't read the end of Walking Dead, but I have trust that at least the act of ending it will be can, will be like satisfying. Mm-hmm. If I might, you know, have issues with where the story goes, but. I I got problems with a lot of the crew dying where I I don't feel like they're developed enough for me to care when they die. Yeah, not and, yet, at least. And then when decisions are made to leave someone to turn, I'm like, interesting. Like, I get where they're going with this. Pull a bullet in his head. He won't know the difference. <laughs> I like that because it is different from other zombie things that I've seen. Like, typical thing, someone gets bitten like the characters are going to struggle, but then they're going to shoot. Them. Mm-hmm. I like the idea here that this person sees as a way to get back to his family. And also these people are moving on. So it's not like he's going to be a specific threat. One more zombie isn't going to be a big deal. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for that to be the thing over like, Oh no, they recognize the corpse walking around. Oh, we have to, can we really kill him? What if there's a way to reverse it? Yeah, I don't think that will happen. I trust Kirkman more than that, but I think the show would do that. <laughs> yeah, they do that in the game. I, I've, I've played the game, yeah, yeah. and I really enjoy the game. Well, I, I meant to bring that up. I completely forgot about that. It does the muted art style really well, and I was expecting that, or mm, the colors, the muted yeah, colors yeah. and everything, because it, it very much looks like the comic. What about the free comic book day tie-in to the game? That had more color. It, okay. was, mo- it was black and white, but it had a lot of blues okay. to uh, do shading. Blue scale and segregation. Yeah, scale. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still didn't love how it looked. Yeah. But and I, I don't know who drew that, but I don't know either. Yeah. I would assume it's not Tony Moore. I mean it looked about the same. Yeah. yeah. I figure they'd get someone who could imitate the game style, but who knows? We're just speculating at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could go dig it out of my long box if we really wanted to know. Um, overall, you know, we're talking about this in terms of spooky season. Uh uh, what were, what did we give Skeletals last time? <laughs> Mr. Skeletals. How many dudes? <laughs> uh, I give this like, just as a comic, uh, I'll give this like four out of five dudes. Yeah. But it isn't, uh, zombies aren't my spooky. Like, I don't think zombies are spooky. And Kirkman even writes at the beginning of this, he's not going for horror. He's going for more like a human drama. So I'll give this like two and a half spooky dudes. Yeah, that's about where I land. Um. Yeah, not not at all. Not at all spooky, but uh good comic. Yes, yeah. Good, good job, Kirkman. You gave me a good start. You and, didn't do that last time. Uh and now on we've had our trick. Now let's have our treat. <laughs> uh, Death Note short stories. Death Note short stories. This is a collection of 
one shots that they have posted in very recent years after the ending of Death Note, which ended in like, gosh, I want to say like 06, 07, mm-hmm. something like that. And as well as the original one shot, as well as a couple panels and stuff that um, they did uh, while it was ongoing. So do you just want to do it in order of what we read? Yeah, sure. I have no idea how we're going to tackle this because there's they're so different from each other. Yeah. Well, okay. Art. Let's let's, let's start oh, yeah, with yeah, the art. Consistent. Wait, what? I, it's the consistent thing throughout all of this. Oh, the art is consistent. I was just saying the stories aren't consistent because they're different stories. The oh. art, the art <laughs> is all by one person. So like, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> That's a real scary thing. I don't have the direct comparison of like Death Note to compare it to where they were on the the weekly schedule. Yeah. But there's definitely moments on here. It's like, oh yeah, they had more time. <laughs> well, and I assume like you, this has the. They're not called pilots. What would I call it? Like the concept issue? I think it's just one shot. Like the okay. the original starter one shot. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely see a progression from that to the newer stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not sure if that's time, but I would assume that's also skill. Time. I think getting more comfortable with the world, that's mm. a big thing because um, Obata's art, he, especially with Bakuman, because I, I recently re- reread that series. He starts off very detailed in it, and that's coming off a of Death Note where they um, kind of got more detailed as it went along. And then, it, and then as the um, plot didn't get less realistic, I mean, it did, but leaned into just more like funness, mm-hmm. it, it took on a less realistic style. And I think this, you can see where it's like, we don't know quite how we're going to progress this. And then by the time the one shots are around, they got they got their the style of the comic down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I especially like all the Shinigami designs. They're uh, yeah. Uh, I like the slug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the one in the chair. I like the chair guy. Yeah. I just love how he comes out and then just dips back in. He doesn't move. He's got like a oh, what's the new god who does that in DC? The one uh, in the, chair. the Mobius chair. Yeah. Uh, Metron. Metron. Yeah. He's got yeah, like yeah. Metron. <laughs> But it's just this like statue looking guy. I think it's cool. Positives. Do we do positives for this or do we just go by each story? Yeah, let's go by each story. Okay. So the first one is C Kira. Um, I'm not sure exactly when this was published. I want to say like 2016 or something mm-hmm. like this. Uh it is near the detective who uh ultimately took down light in the original story is off doing his own thing doing solving cases with his finger puppets and whatnot when oh no it looks like there's another death note user in the world yeah and it's kind of it's not so much focused on the death note user as it is figuring like giving a little more depth to near and yeah and the detectives i mean all these are kind of concepts like what could you do with the death yeah so this is like mercy killing like mercy killing people over the age of like 60 because I guess they don't with have... with disease with like diseases where they're being kept on life support and they're not exactly living like yeah their lives. It's I talking guess about like the pension problem in the <laughs> in Japan. I guess Japan has because like we don't have in the states we don't have um like voluntary euthanasia, but we do have do not resuscitate. Yeah. I guess Japan doesn't have do not. Well, resuscitate. no, and they they yeah, I believe so, and they also like it's been a very long thing where they have a huge like old population yes, comparatively yeah. and it does take up a lot of resources to keep them around yeah they have a very long lifespan and not a, as many young people yeah which just comes from being a developed nation mm-hmm. 
but it's interesting to see like i don't think that's i don't think it's a super compelling story but like if you told me that that's like oh yeah that's an interesting thing to use the death note for yeah they but this story really isn't so focused on the new user of the death note yeah you never see their face no you never see their face and you don't know you don't you don't really catch any of their original motive either other than like what they are currently doing how that affects the people and then how near sees it yeah. where he's like this person isn't smart about what they're doing yeah he's like and this isn't fun i'm not going to do the case and then this guy kind of has a very like modern day like terrorist thing where it's like oh he, no one's noticing him. he's just gonna off himself and he writes his own name in the death note yeah and yeah. that's the end of it and it's a very short incident in terms of uh yeah <sighs> like especially compared to the original uh death note incident which took place over many years i think the there are a couple overall i like this because unlike a lot of death note fans i like near um but i i definitely think the weak thing here is since you're not focusing on the shinigami or the uh the new kira you're having to focus on near and then split the time with the detectives and i don't remember a single thing about any of those detectives uh, they show up and he's like oh it's you guys i'm like am i supposed to know them i they were always so anonymous like i know they had their own like plots and stuff in the show but i don't think it's the returning ones that were originally on the case i think these were like american ones that came in in part two if they even showed up maybe they all know about i mean they're working for the japanese police yeah and they all know about the death note but like man the police were not the interesting part about yeah death note um so i don't know i liked the near stuff i thought it was fun i like getting a little more into near i don't i don't dislike near it's it's just really hard when you're coming off l <laughs> who who was who is a really good character and then it's like okay here's another person who's a lot like him but um we don't really have the attachment to him yeah and you, they're wanting you to like him well yeah Nier's a lot less likable which is interesting because ella isn't likable either um but i think the thing with near is that i was so satisfied with l's death mm -hmm. when it came up that i was on board for a new character to step into that role and i felt like near just fit like it was a natural progression. I can yeah. believe that these people came from like the same background. Um, here though, I do think like it expounds on near a whole lot more just seeing how he reacts to things. And I think, yeah. That's and I, I like that a lot. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to really like, like, like you said, the police are meh, like whatever. Um, it's hard to fault it though. Cause it is just a one shot. It's just, a, it's just a fun thing to post after the story. Yeah, I think you should focus less on them, focus more on your... Like, yeah. I think this is like a an idea of dipping back into the world. I think the next story does it much better. So the second story is A Kira. This came out two years ago in 2020. I'm going to say it right now. It's, 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 it's the thing of the longtime author comes back, drops a bomb story, and then it's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm still great. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, my problem, the reason I won't go back to Death Note, because I, I loved watching the anime uh, when I was younger, but I'm really afraid if I go back to it, I'm like, oh, this is not as smart R, as I It's R it slash I am so smart. Yeah. And then this story is, I am so smart. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, like, I'm sure there are more problems with it, but it's such a more interesting way of taking it. Because mm -hmm. the plot here is that, you know, Ryuk goes back down, he's bored, he wants apples, so he goes back down and gives... Uh, a death note to someone new this guy does not care about killing people all he wants to do is sell it 
Yeah. And it becomes this big thing where it's like, well, at first it's individuals, then it's countries and nears in the background trying to figure it out. But it's like, this person thought this through. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to track them down until they're not doing anything to show up on camera. It's, it's, it's Ryuk who most people can't see yeah. only the original police who investigated this and near can see Ryuk on the camera holding up these signs on news stations being like, and the bidding is $5 million, $6 million. Yeah. And also he's not doing anything illegal. No, he's not. <laughs> I really like that near points that out. And it's, it becomes this thing where it's like last time near was disinterested and that's why he didn't do anything. I think it's much more interesting for Nier to be like, I am interested. I just don't know where to go with I this. I love when Nier's like, I admit defeat. He got yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as he's like, this isn't illegal. <laughs> it's like people trade nukes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, WMDs are like commonplace. I, this is just a notebook. Yeah. This kid, um, Ryuk approaches him and the kid's like, I, I don't even want to think about this. Come back in two years. Yeah. And maybe I'll have come up with a plan. And then he comes back in two years. He's like, yeah, I have a plan. Yeah. It, <laughs> and, it, and it works. I think I think the reason it comes off as smarter is because it's only having to worry about however many pages this is, as it having to worry about whole series. Yeah. Uh, the longer you tell a story, the more holes you're going to have in it. This is pretty tight. And I think it also does a really good job of, like, there's so much of the Death Note that does not work in the modern day with yeah. how much surveillance yeah. is. Light just walking around, like, killing people he sees, like, a day before or something mm. it's like that would get tracked down so easily and this 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 brings that up yeah and utilizes it where it's like we're utilizing the internet we're utilizing the fact that yeah people will be able to track ryuk on cameras if they can see him yeah um so so he's just he's phasing underground <laughs> in the tunnels i do like the one part where the detective runs up to him while he's on tv and he's just like oh hey <laughs> haven't seen you in a while how are you doing <laughs> Person who's popped up on the podcast in another comic that didn't handle him well. Donald Trump is in this. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> or at least, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's Trump. It's, it is. It, yeah, it looks exactly like Trump. They never call him that. He's just the president of the United mm-hmm. States. Regardless, it would work whoever the president is. I think that there's like an added layer of believability because it looks like Trump. Um, and I like where they go with that because the president does eventually get the, or the United States gets the death note. But because of uh, what some rules the Shinigami King has added uh, at the at the 11th hour. Yeah. If the person who bought it receives the death note, then they'll die. Yeah. And the person who sold the death note will die. Yes. Um, and so the president is like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to say I have it and I'm not going to use it. Everyone will love me because mm-hmm. of that. I think that's, that's a really good. And then, man, what a what like a not downer because I'm not rooting for this kid, but like. His plan went off without a hit. Yeah, it's just this, like, he was so smart, but he's playing with powers that are beyond, like, human, human logic. Yeah, exactly. So, like, at the end, has no idea what's going on, is going to get his payout, and then dies. Yep. Like, that's so satisfying. Well, and it, and he, he, he's not even doing it. It's not even, like, a selfish thing. Like, he just gives everybody, like, the equivalent of a million dollars Well, in I mean, Japan. He also gets a million dollars out of it. Yeah, it's, yes. it's selfish, but yeah. it's selfish and smart yes yes i yeah this was a really satisfying story mm-hmm. at first i wasn't super sold on the twist where the shinigami king changed the rules but then once i read it through and thought about it for a little bit i'm like nah this is this is the best way this could end could have ended yeah all of these have like nothing ever works out for <laughs> the people except for one and we'll get to that 
Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah. Ne- next up are <laughs> the four panels. These are not worth talking about. They're just weird little goofy things that like happened, not not happened. That got written during the uh, original run. I something is lost in translation here. <laughs> these are not funny. I th- I like I like how goofy they are. The art is like the art changing to a more chibi style and making it humorous. That works. But man, I don't get like these jokes. The jokes that I get are just too pervy for me. There's the one about Ichigo 100%, which was a harm series yeah, at the time. Yeah. I just, I just I, like, I just like Ryuka apples are sexier. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. They don't work for me. Yeah. That's fair. Um, what about the L vignettes? Oh, okay. So there's life in the day of L, which I think makes L a little bit too ridiculous of a character. I remember back, when I was watching the anime and going on Tumblr, I would see these things where it's like, these are things L would do to make himself smarter. And one of them is like, he would have like X amount of oxygen in his room, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so stupid. And it's like, oh, they read those and they turned into a thing. He, he sleeps in a chair, but he turns the chair sideways. He, I just liked how they turned the text sideways for oh, that. Yeah, that's, to, that's that, that was creative. Um, he has a, he has a human, uh, like a clothes washer, but he washes in it. <laughs> like, why <laughs> making him like Steve Jobs 7.0 <laughs> I didn't really like the uh, the orphanage story the orphanage story is better I guess just because like I feel like it doesn't jump the shark like the other one does I'm not taking either of them too seriously at least the orphanage one is like oh it shows that this is why L likes computers so much and it makes sense why he's able to have the resources he does is because he's smart at investing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's it's pretty unnecessary. Long, you know, everything considered. I like that they're just like little ten page things. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad they I'm glad they weren't like full on like forty page, fifty page chapters like the previous one shots were. I mean, I think L is a character who probably just don't wanna revisit. No, 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 no. Uh, that that's another one where the more you know about this guy, the more holes appear. Yeah, yeah. As much as Lakeith Stanfield might want to come for the spinoff movie. He was good casting for all. I wish that movie was better. Yeah. He, he's good casting for all. He's unfortunately playing like actual L and not an actual Death Note movie. Hey, I'll go check out our Hot Trash Unlimited episode on the Death Note movie. And then we end everything off with the, the pilot one shot that kicked everything off. The proof of concept to Shonen Jump that was like, yep, here's the series we want to do. Which is interesting because it's very different. It's extremely different. Yeah. Uh, you can you can definitely see where an editor came in afterwards and was like, okay, here's the stuff we need to shave. Yeah. It's about a kid who gets it. I'm guessing this kid's younger than he's Light. like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's intentionally he's way younger than Light. Just thinks it's a journal. Ryu doesn't reveal well, himself doesn't at first. Like- well, he doesn't know English. I like I meant to bring that up in the other ones before we get too into this. Sorry to interrupt you. I like how a, a very common thing amongst these short stories is. Uh, they're like, why is this in English? I can't read English. Yeah, why is it in English? Uh, and the original Ryuk was like, English is the most popular language of the world. I didn't know where I was going to drop this. And Light just happens to know English because he's a smart kid. Okay, that And then sense. in this one, it's all these just normal people yeah, picking yeah. it up. They're like, I can't read this. Yeah, and so the kid just uses it as a journal, happens to write some people's names in it. They were bullies of his. They die. Um, and it starts getting investigated. The the big thing here is the inclusion of the death eraser. The death eraser. <laughs> uh, glad that didn't make it into the final. Yeah, that was a good cut. Um, 
Yeah, if the corpses haven't been cremated or I guess rotting too long too, they just, they only yeah, say yeah. cremated. Well, that's because that's common in Japan. Yeah, um, they can if you erase it, the person comes back to life. No questions asked, I guess, because all the hospitals that or morgues, I guess, that are holding these dead people, kids go to school the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, there's some detectives here trying to solve it, and it turns out this other kid has another death note. I thought the twist was that his mom was going to have the death note that she was trying to protect her son. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. And then at the end, you realize this kid still has the death note and he's like 10 years older or whatever. It's seven years later. Yeah. yeah, Has he been using it? No one knows. Yeah. Well, and there's a, there's a survey where like the, it's a very short incident with the death note where like, as soon as it's over, they burn it. Yeah. Um, but they don't. And well, there are two. There they are burn two. one of them. They, yeah. He sneakily keeps the other. Yeah, and then it's the incident somehow gets out, and there's like a there's a poll in a magazine. It's like, who would you kill if you had a death? Like something that would never make it into an actual, maybe a tabloid, but not like yeah. a, not like People magazine. <laughs> oh no, it was. It's interesting to read it as like it exists, and I'm obviously glad it did well enough to get the whole series. But man. Uh, they definitely found a more interesting protagonist and hook for the story. It's interesting how much stuff was solidified from the start. Like the design of Ryuk did not change yeah, at the, all. I'm pretty sure all the rules are the same. They don't go as in depth. Then yeah. they have one, like one huge splash page where they have all the rules listed, but they don't go into like, um, like the time limit until a heart attack happens. It's like you write the name, they die instantly. Yeah. And you can see, you can see that it's, detectives versus whoever has the death mm-hmm. note it's just it becomes much more interesting when they flesh it out and they build like this super detective agency in the main series yeah it's definitely an interesting like you can you can see the the creativeness in the pilot it's 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 a good thing and a good editor came in yeah got, told them is there stuff you cut here's the stuff you keep maybe age this kid up a little bit so it's a little more believable well it's kind of like the uh moya and roshi uh, like pilot we read it's just like word for word what they did with it yeah it probably could have gotten away with doing that I don't think Death Note would have been as popular I'm I'm glad that if it was an editor or if it was just them refining their idea however it worked mm-hmm. that they were able to take the bare bones and build a much more interesting house around it so how how's Death Note holding up for you in the year 2022 listen I still I'm not going to go back to it mm-hmm. Um, I'm that a Kira story right on. That's yeah. exactly what I thought Death Note was at the time. And that's all I need from it. That's the perfect epilogue. I never need to watch, think, read Death Note again. Um, it will remain a positive association in my mind. I'm glad I was I was bringing this because I've been wanting to bring this for a while. Um, and then it just happened that I was like, oh, this will be episode or whatever. Even like even the bad, like the, not bad, even the stuff that didn't work for me is like, well, the pilot didn't work, but that's fine because it was the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging it that harshly. And then yeah. the four pages, but that's just a cultural thing. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I was bringing it because we. I think we've had this conversation multiple times of like, yeah, Death Note maybe is still good, and then it comes. I don't want to risk it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, one, no one wants to risk it really. And then, and then it brings back. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I like Death Note. Yeah, it's the it, concept. Well, yeah. you know, it's like it's like the pilot. The original series might be like the pilot where the bones are just so good that even if the individual story doesn't work, the concept itself carries through. Mm-hmm. So what, what are we rating this on this on the doot doot scale? Oh, well, this is uh, marginally spookier because the Shinigami 
Um, so what did I give the last one? Two and a two half. Two and a half. So I'll give this two and three quarters uh, <laughs> on the spooky. It really but, is just a margin. Yeah, in terms of story, I guess uh, I guess three and a half out of five because there's just more variety. So there is more variety with more downfalls. The A cure story, I feel, is is a five out of five for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I might not go that far, but it is probably four and a half. This was fun. This was a really good. I'm because last year we just kind of did our smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we could actually dive into quite a bit. Yeah. Um, would you like to know what I have for you? I know. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Okay. Because you there was it was sitting here. There, there was something sitting here. Okay, but it wasn't that good. I was worried. <laughs> well, I don't want you to get worried. I want you to get mad. <laughs> Are we doing network? Is there a network comic? Oh wait, this is is this Attila? Who does this cover? A fine. Okay, fine. We can't get copyright strict for this. I don't think we can. It's a good movie. I'm not gonna take this anymore. And you are gonna be bad as hell. This was such an elaborate setup. Yeah, no, because we're reading three jokes. Yeah, that was what I saw. Okay, so <laughs> liar. That was what I saw. I was. Uh. We have had the conversation of Caleb's like, should I bring stuff you're intentionally gonna get angry at? Because superheroes kind of bore me lately, and I decided I'm gonna bring something Caleb's gonna get angry at. Man, something I'm, he has avoided for however many years since it was announced. It's not like it was hard out. to avoid. It's it. This was a like a wet fart. It just came <laughs> and was. We all know who dealt it, and somehow he's still getting to write comics. Everyone's favorite hack, Jeff Johns. Wow, I wanted you to get mad. I didn't want you to get mad this quickly. I'm mad as hell, Joe, and I'm not gonna take it. We're not. <laughs> I just come with three other Joker stories. <laughs> You come with killing joke, the man the with laughing the fish, laugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pale man. Okay, we're gonna get into three jokers next time because Doomsday Clock was so fun. That was not Doomsday Clock that started that. That was the stuff leading up to Doomsday yeah, Clock. Yeah, but that's the other Jeff Johns thing we read. That's true. We got a good episode about Doomsday Clock though, uh, yeah, and there will be a lot to talk about when it comes to three jokers. It's just a shorter. Yeah, it's three issues. It's super easy to get through. There's gonna be a lot to talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guys, if you've enjoyed what we've had to say here today, um, feel free to give us your own uh, five-star doot rating on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on currently. Helps get us up in the charts, fuels the algorithm, gets uh, more people joining in on the comic book goodness. You, too, can get mad as hell when you hear everything there is to hear about Three Jokers. What if I love it? What if I come back That'd and be it's wild. my favorite comic? <laughs> It's not going to happen. You can email us at allnew52podcast at gmail.com with reviews and recommendations. Sympathize with Caleb. He's going to need it. And then we'll be back in a amount of time with three jokers. Screw you, Joe. <laughs>